I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Look, young rich nigga shit, pops was an immigrant, lifestyle illegit but now I own businesses, started out the trunk, ended up at the dealership, all gold roly black face, no blemishes, legend in my city cause I grind so vigorous, if I show my face west of Texas that's a big event, gotta pay me 20 cents just to hear me vent, I'm really out here on some shit, you should take a flick, balling on my own 10 toes so the difference is, I call shots, never ask for permission man, hey, welcome to the black guy who tips podcast your host rod and Karen. and it's saturday morning so it's feedback time yes it is and uh you know how it goes guys you guys send in your thoughts about our thoughts and then we tell you what we think about what you thought about what we thought so it can be a bit meta but i feel like the real fans love this shit you know yes they do uh so yeah we're gonna read all your itunes reviews uh didn't get any stitcher reviews this week oh uh, not any new ones but uh we will read your itunes reviews today we'll read your comments that you left on the website we'll play some voicemails then we got uh two or three of those mm-hmm. um and we'll uh read all the emails that you guys send in as well and uh we have polls for every episode so we'll read the votes in the polls and uh we'll also read the responses that you guys left on the polls uh, with no further delay, we need to talk about the people who do stuff like go to the com, look on the right hand side and donate to the show. Uh, those people are dope and, uh, deserve their own music. Yes. They're very important to us. Yeah. We appreciate y'all. We um, really do. So we're going to read off those donations. Uh, you can also go to the com slash premium, become a premium listener, listen to the show that way. We have, we've been putting out a lot of stuff lately. Uh, Put out a movie review for uh, Jupiter Ascending. Uh, The Equalizer, we put out a movie review for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's still more to come, but we put out a lot of, we've just been putting out stuff, guys. Uh, So if you guys want to check that out, uh, enjoy. Enjoy those shows. Uh, Premium people, I know y'all love it. Now let's talk about the people that gave money. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. Today's a new day. Mm. Hey. Summer lay, summer love, summer makusa. <laughs> Let's give these people they props. Michael T. Thank you for your recurring donation. Michael T. I never heard of Michael T. No, they, I think they've done it before. I'm not mistaken. Michael's been around. Yeah, and uh, I know somebody was like, when they gonna move up to the front row, but uh, but y'all, everybody's in new members class in two weeks. Memorize your name, if your mm-hmm. name sounds familiar. And that's when you come out to class. Like, it's, it's nothing personal, guys. Michael F. Thank you for your recurring donation, Michael F. That woman whose name I keep messing up. <laughs> Caesarea. Thank you very much, Caesarea, for your recurring donation. Yes, baby. Thank you. Willie. Oh, Willie G. Willie G. Yeah. Uh, recurring donation. Thank yeah. you for your pimping profits. Yeah, we take all your pin for profits, and uh, we talked to him, and uh, he's going to be uh, doing uh, a class and show people how to uh, uh, pimp their money. So if you want to uh, talk to him about that, he'll be doing that class. It'll be on Wednesday nights. We'll be moving Bible study to Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to turn them pimping dollars clean. Yes. Uh, Chandra G. Yes, Chandra G. Uh, Dorian D. I feel like Dorian might be new. I think Dorian is. Dorian, welcome to the new members class. Yes. Cedric W. Thank you so much, Ced. 
We appreciate your recurring donation. We do. We see your head bobbing. Tawana J. Thank you so much. We appreciate you showing up. Yes, Tawana. I know you was out at the club last night, but you made it to him today, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. We don't judge you. Mm-hmm. Gerard L. Uh, y'all go ahead and pray for him. You know he's supposed to go on trial this week. Uh, make sure you oh, guys, no. Yep. Make sure you guys uh, pray that he gets out of them charges. Uh, Calvin N. Thank you very much, Calvin N., for the recurring donation. Yes, we thank you, and uh, we thank you. We'll be doing our uh, sign-up with McDonald's, you know, because we mm. know that uh, McDonald's is a very profitable company, and they bring us a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, now that he's managing, I feel like uh, it's time for him to step it up. Mm-hmm. Jason F., I believe he's new. Thank you very much, Jason F. Welcome to the new members class. Yes, Jason. Thank you. Glad you visited us and decided to stay. Damien Jackson. I am for real. Thank you, Damien. We appreciate it. Terry W. Recurring donation. Thank you very much, Terry. Uh, Alex Alexander M. I was say, I know that's new. Yeah, Alexander M. We appreciate your donation. Welcome to the new members class. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, I'm sure this person is new too. Oh wait, no, this is just a uh, regular uh, subscription. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Let me move you to the other folder. Mm, appreciate your love. All right. That's it. Let me get this choir to play us out. And why you waiting? You look so much better when you. And why you praying? You look so much better when you. Look in the mirror. You look so much better when you. Always remember. You look so much better when you smile. Working so I smile, even though I've been here for a while. I smile, smile. See, this is a perfect song for when you're getting some money. Cause I do smile every time we do that segment. I'm like, we're getting some money. Oh yeah. I smile, even though broke. I smile. Right. Already spent the money. I smile. All right. Yes. Uh, all right, guys. Let's uh go ahead and talk about the five star reviews. We got a couple on iTunes this week. At least from America. If you're from another country, let us know. And we'll look those up, too. Yes, and before you start... And before I start... Yes. Um, I know. I remember you said uh, we didn't get any Stitcher reviews. Uh, so for those of you that's like, I want to get uh, Stitcher reviews, or for those of you that have left iTunes reviews, mm-hmm. but you have not left Stitcher reviews, go over to Stitcher.com, type in the Black Eye Who Tips, and leave them directly on our page. Uh, you can leave them on iOS device directly on the episodes, but those, for some reason, I do not know why, they don't actually appear on our page. So go on over to Stitcher.com and leave us a five-star review there. So for those of you that are like, well, I left one review, guess what? You can give us five more stars. Be Give us 10-star love. And we thank everybody in advance for doing that. Thank you, and we thank everybody that has already done that. Also... Thanks to everybody, uh, in case, you know, for anybody that feels like they might want some in trivia crack, let a nigga know, okay? It's not safe on these streets when it comes to answering these questions. I'm, I'm cracking these niggas over their head. That's why they call it trivia crack. <laughs> um, all right, let's read these five-star reviews. Uh, 6-3 Dre says, very good podcast, five stars. I became a premium listener the beginning of 2015. Podcast is funny, entertaining, and informative. Thanks, Dre, and appreciate you uh, supporting the show. 
thank you sweetie jag 1990 says best podcast i've listened to five stars and he says been premium since june and lo- been loving it that's, that's what i'm talking about it's tried and true you know what i mean you've been through the through uh all last year just about mm-hmm. like coming up on a year just about and i'm glad that you still enjoy the show and still loving it a great couple with a great podcast by the way that ball alert and dr manning updates are hilarious southern underscore gent well thank you very much southern gent and uh that's it for the five star reviews this week um kind of a light week yes and for those of you that want to leave us a five star review you're like well how can i get my voice heard i i love the show i've been listening up uh, for those of you just been listening for a long 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 time and you're being lazy just hadn't had the time or anything like that or for those of you go like i don't have the money to go premium i don't have the money to donate i'm in between jobs or whatever it may be this is absolutely positively free you can go to itunes if you don't have um an apple device or uh, like ios or anything like that you go to um itunes.com and uh type in the black guy who tips and leave us a review. If you do not have a uh, Apple account, you can create an Apple account uh, for through I, for iTunes, so you can leave us a review. And not only leave us a review, leave all your other favorite podcasts a review too. For those of you that have Apple devices, you can actually go to your iTunes store and uh, follow the same instructions as before. And we thank everybody for the five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And guys, like I said, it's absolutely positively free. So this is a way that everybody can support the show. Be um if they can't support us financially or in addition to financially exactly thanks guys um and thanks karen for those announcements uh we have comments on the website number 877 wacky tacky macky was our feedback episode from last week and uh we got one comment um it was from anzi davis i prefer to watch the super bowl with family and friends that are watching because of the the commercials and halftime show the game is great when my team is playing, but if they are not, then it's all about those commercials and halftime show. This year I was disappointed by the commercials, but glad Lissy and Lenny did their thing on the stage. Well, Lenny Kravitz didn't really get to do much of anything, in my no, opinion. He, he, was he was just, just out there saying He didn't even get to sing one of his songs. Nope, because it, because it didn't matter. Um, the, uh, Baby Refresh, you're cutting in and out. I'm cutting in and out? Yeah, okay. your picture gone. All right, let me... And I've been bouncing in and out too, but I don't have the sound connected to me though. Okay. All right. Saying loading spreecast. Let me see uh if I can uh get back in here. Yeah, I get that message a lot too for some reason. Spreecast isn't recovered. Okay, awesome. Well uh let me play some music for people listening to the podcast later. Um Return to the Mac. Get up what it is, what it does, what it is, what it isn't. Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking a new hippie. Get up. First shot, come strut walking. A little bit of humble, a little bit of cautious. Somewhere between like Rocky and Cosby's for the game. Nope, nope, y'all can't copy up. Lad, moonwalking. And this here is our party. My posse's been on Broadway. And we did it all way. Chrome music. I shed my skin and put my bones into everything I record to it. And yet I'm on. Let that stage light go and shine on down. Got that Bob Barker suit game and Plinko in my style. Money, stay on my craft and stick around for those pounds. But I do that to pass the torch and put on. 
chasing dreams since I was 14 with the four track busting. Halfway across that city with the back, 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 back question. Labels out here, now they can't tell me nothing. We give that to the people, spread it across the country. Labels out here, now they can't tell me nothing. We give it to the people, spread it across the country. Where do we go back? This is a moment. Like the city can't hold us Like the city can't hold us This is on my list of people that be singing too hard Oh yes Like the city can't hold us Like the city can't hold us Thank you, yeah I'm so damn grateful I grew up really wanna go fronts But that's what you get when Wu-Tang raised you Y'all can't stop me Alright, enough of that so am I back in there? Can they see me? Yeah, you just popped up. All right, cool. Um, so the comment was from Anzi Davis, and we were talking about it. Um, I was going to say, I don't like watching the Super Bowl with friends and stuff, especially because I like seeing the commercials and the halftime show. Mm-hmm. The problem is, most of the time, people think that that's when it's okay to talk. Yes, because the game isn't on. Correct. Yeah, so even my family and friends, they never get it right. They, the commercials come on, and that's when they want to fucking have a discussion. I'm like, no. Time for talking was during the game. Right. Time for watching is during commercials. I know it's the opposite of normal, but you got to get your shit together. Right. That's why we don't go to the parties. We was like, no, y'all don't understand. I actually want to watch the commercials because I think that they're, well, in the past, this shit wasn't good, but in the past, you know, they've been funny and they had a handful that were enjoyable, but at least, you know, because people talk about them afterwards. I want to know what everybody's, and I'd rather see them live than have to waste my time to go back and rewatch them. Yeah. So... Um, and then of course, uh, we had a poll. How do you prefer to watch the Super Bowl? At home by myself or with my family? 57%. At a party? 13%. In a sports bar? 4%. And I don't watch the Super Bowl? 27%. So. I believe that. Um, you know, I'm actually surprised 27% of the audience didn't watch the Super Bowl. Silent X. Oh, go ahead, Karen. I'm going to say, you do have a large percentage that don't give a fuck about sports as much as, you know, most people do. Even a lot of people that actually watch and participate in in Super Bowl festivities, they don't really fucking watch sports. Yeah. So it's a lot of percentage that go, I don't watch it and I'm not going to a fucking party for some shit I don't care about. Silent X Media says, by party, I mean a party with friends who know how to fuck football works. My lady doesn't care about football. She doesn't go to games to just be bored because she is dope. So as long as like-minded football appreciators are around, party is the way to go. I like the shit-talking factor. Yeah, I don't like the party thing because the Super Bowl doesn't work the way football works. Right. Like, football works in general like, hey, you can talk shit during the commercials, but during the game, everybody shut the fuck up, try to pay attention. Super Bowl is the exact opposite. And I'm I'm afraid somebody's going to fuck it up. And I'm going to be like, man, I missed that punchline of that joke on that commercial. Right. And now and now I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. Correct. Uh, we also had episode 878, The Temptation of Dr. Manning, where uh, me and you talked uh, about. Uh, we had John, um, my college roommate, mm-hmm. also of the Easy Does It podcast. I love John, man. Talked about women uh, and murder and time he stood that little girl up for that military ball <laughs> uh how we got more gay people now and what transsexual means and then we played reverend manning uh and his semen uh uh <laughs> commentary uh we got some comments 
uh tunde tunde says <clears throat> listening to the group tell groupie tell alerts with <laughs> group tell alerts that is a tank i think you mean either baller alerts or groupie tales from baller alerts but okay. yes group tell alerts with sean merriman when the girl was behind him and he came fast i've seen quite a number of threesome porns and i think it could be possible that she might have been sucking his balls from the back while oh. he was hitting her hitting her girl just throwing that possibility out there but more than likely she was probably digging for brown gold lol yeah it sounded like some anal play shit yes it did and i think if she would have put her i think she would that lady didn't seem to hold much back i think All she right. was just juggling the ball she probably was said so yeah uh sugar bay says dr manning is by the way not judging if that's what he likes that's oh what no he likes. no no sugar Good. bay says dr oh, what karen yeah I, yeah i agree it's yeah not judging but it because like you said she was so detailed about what happened that i believe if that's what she was doing she would have said so uh sugar bay says dr manning is by far my favorite preacher ever that semen in my coffee was the best podcast next to game bang grannies everything about <laughs> everything about dr man screens i really want to try some dick or i have had some dick and it's eating at my conscience oh lord i wish starbucks would sue him for slander so i could go to court it may give i may give up uh a finger to sit in the courtroom just to hear him talk about semen and sodomites <laughs> that, <laughs> that'd be priceless can someone make this happen please i'm waiting sips lemon with my hot chocolate Oh wait, sit semen with my hot chocolate. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I apologize. Didn't even get that mixed up. Celeste says this podcast is hilarious. The segment about James David Manning on semen had me cracking the fuck up. Prince Lamar says TYT has gotten that admission from about four other religious leaders. It is so funny because all of them had the same nonchalant about having temptation because they think that everyone has them. I remember one preacher had they had on the show saying that some people were too old. Oh, he's talking about the young Turks. Okay. Okay. Uh, some people were too old to be participating in homosexual activity. He then said, back in my day, we experimented in our teens, but stop playing around when it was time to get serious. Oh, it, it would probably blow Dr. Manning's mind. If he found out that everyone doesn't have those temptations. Right. You know, and it, you know, the thing for me is I'm starting to just come around to this idea that, not even come around, but just, you know, I think a lot of people experiment and do things sexually. And there's a lot of people that can live one way, but be kind of repressed in other areas or they, you know, and I think a lot of those people may fall on the spectrum of gay or leaning towards something bisexual or something, being attracted to people the same sex as well. And because of religion, because of just pressure from society, can't handle it. Right, they conform, and then they feel like, well, why can't everybody else just do what I do? So that's where the, some of the, 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 you know, negativity comes from, where they look at gay people like, why can't you just not be gay? That's what I'm doing. You know, not all people. I think just there's some. Well, yeah. You know, like when you hear Dr. Manning talk, and he is talking about how he was tempted to be gay and shit, and you're like, mm, I, don't, that's, I don't think that's how it works, bro. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I, I don't smoke, so if yeah. you throw a cigarette at me, I'll be like, uh, what's this? I yeah, don't, I don't, it's not, yeah, this is not for me. Yeah, it's only tempting to certain people. You know what I mean? Uh, also, I was cooking off that jailhouse wedding. I can just imagine niggas trying to act disgusted, but they were really just mad. I bet the wedding cake was two army men on top of an oatmeal pie. Yeah. And we all know Dr. Manning was salty as hell during the whole ceremony. 
Raddy Gadsden says, did I hear that Black Dynamite season three was canceled? Yep, you heard it right. Oh, so they was actually working on it? I don't know if they were working on it or not. I just know it's not going to be a season three. <sighs> Damn it, I was hoping they'd do an episode about Dr. James David Manning and DMX did a scare straight episode for a At Risk You. Who knows where they were going to go with the season because, I mean, oh, I love that show. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, you know, we we always had two good seasons. Uh, make sure y'all buy the DVDs and shit. I don't think it's, I don't think people should give up that quick. I think if you buy the DVDs and support the show, um, maybe it'll do like Family Guy and bring it back. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause Futurama. Right. Cause a lot of people fail to realize those shows got canceled. Like this shit yeah. gets canceled and come back. I think for Family Guy, they end up moving it to TBS or something like that and the ratings went through the roof. So then they was like, Oh, we'll buy it back. Right. And, and for the record, I don't blame black people um or anything like that for shows like that failing nope. i i i, I, want, I would like i would like to see black people kind of get out of that habit of blaming ourselves for when a show that it, that caters to us doesn't succeed um because it's not really up to us no, it's you know not. there's only so many people um the shows the show before that has a certain rating the show after that has certain ratings if it lowers, then it's because people that normally watch the other shows turn it off when they find out, oh, there's a black thing coming on. Mm-hmm. That's not our fault. We mm-hmm. we watch them all. So, um, I you know, I, I, I it's sad that it got canceled, but I'm just so glad that we got a full second season and that special, um, which, oh, my God, the, the Junkie bass song will forever be my favorite. Yes. Um, that, that, that Junkie uh, rapping uh for rapper's delight but Wasn't for that bass heads, finale? yeah it yeah. was it was on the black wizard of oz the black wiz we shoot it to be see unicorn, Sasquatch, and we'll get such a thing. But the cookies know we ain't a rookie, just junkie that needs some bass. Now, what we smoke is not the best, but f- you know it fiends. And me, the dope, and the syringe already tried to go clean. See, I am bass head, and I like to get high. With the smack and the white, the green, and the haze, and the purple that makes me fly. But first, I gotta find a thing. I tap it and I tap it, I reach in my jacket and pull out the smack and just rise to the sky. For that trip, man, I suck your Now I'm up, you can tell by my eyes And I brought two friends along And next on the pipe is my man Faze so come on, Faze, smoke that bone Check it out, we the FLN The J-U-N-K, the rep, the E-I-N Hey, We dropped out of school Cause the school had a rule Everybody take a drug test you see my teeth is gone and I lost a ton, but I can steal a TV. Say what? You see, I stole a lot of clothes from Muhammad Ali and I sell them for a QP. I got radios, a box of Roscoe's, chicken titties and apple jacks. I can steal a Lincoln Continental and hide it in my crack. Take your team. PCP. 
Here's the mellow without you. Do what you're gonna do. Then I was gone and gone and gone, gone and gone. The high don't stop till there's nothing to pawn. And I was gone and gone and gone, gone and gone. And the high don't stop till there's nothing to pawn. Sniff, snort, smoke. We shoot it till we see unicorn Sasquatch and Wookie suck a thing. But some tickets that we ain't no bookies, just some junkies that need to. My God. I, I hope they put a soundtrack to it because the soundtrack <laughs> is everything. He said he get hot to see Wookiees. He said suck a thing for some cookies. Oh my God. He gonna put Ooh. a continental in his crack. Jesus Christ, man. I'm gonna miss that fucking show. God, yes. that was my shit. I really do hope it comes back though because it uh, was excellent. They had that Stevie one. All these stupid bitches. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I don't even know if that was on, um, <laughs> on YouTube, but that, all these stupid bitches. Oh, that was my shit. <laughs> all right. So I don't even know how I got that. So yeah, someone had told us that it was canceled. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, we're going to miss it. Uh, so then the poll for the episode was, how would you describe your sexuality? Straight heterosexual son, LGBTQ, and somewhere on the spectrum not defined by the above terms. 69% was her straight heterosexual. Am I right, guys? 69. You guys know what I'm talking about out there. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> mm-hmm. We 69ing. Uh, 13% said LGBTQ. And then 19 was like somewhere on the spectrum, but not like one of those LGBTQ necessarily groups. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many other uh, different terms. There he is. So, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, that's, I actually think that's a, for, you know, considering society, that's a pretty diverse group. And I do think maybe to straight people in the, like coming from the past and now, it does feel like there's more quote unquote gay people, mm-hmm. more like but they've always been out there. Yeah. I just think people are growing into like where they can feel free to express themselves Correct. and to say like, I'm not defined as simply this, that, or the other, you know? Uh, and I think that's, uh, because society is progressing, not, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. You know, so like when I see these like dudes that kids, these guys that like Drake and shit and they dress a certain way and they style themselves a certain way and they talk a certain, I don't go, oh, look at how terrible society is becoming. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it, like people are more free to be themselves. It's not like when we were growing up, everybody was mobbed deep, you know? Correct. And it's okay to be a male and be sensitive. Right. I mean, shit, we didn't say nothing when Prince and niggas was walking around with, like, no shirts on underneath their shirts. Niggas would fight you wearing if you said some shit about Prince. Right. Yeah, like Kiss and, like, a lot of the groups in the 70s and 80s, a lot of them a lot of them dudes with makeup, with tights, with platform shoes, had relaxers and perms and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. But you better not call them niggas gay. They whoop your ass. Prince LeVar says, I think people constantly confuse their sexual choices with their sexuality. There are men that have only been with women that I would describe as gay. Dr. Manning might have never had sex with a man, but that temptation means something. I think the hardest part is that people, especially men, put such a negative connotation on the thought that you are anything but 100% heterosexual to the point that if you treat alternative lifestyles or anything other than disgust, people look at you funny. But to label my own sexuality on the scale, I will go 90% heterosexual and the 10% is a situation that if I met a bad transgendered woman... I hope that I have it in me to Cuban be the gender on her birth certificate. 
the funny thing is that i would have given a different answer about a week ago i met a woman in an interview that had a very masculine name but had no other quote-unquote signs of being anything other than a female she was also acting a little weird and that may be contributed to the fact that she may be fearful of people's reactions so i had this internal conversation not if she was transgender but if i cared because she was fine also i don't i didn't know that you lived in vance hall i don't i didn't i don't know about your day but when i was there it was a dorm for savages uh it was when i was there but um for the record i didn't just live in vance hall. i lived in vance bryant and the honors dorm so like i you know i, I made it i made the rounds uh and then what else was i gonna say oh and then uh i remember there was a long time ago chris was doing the show in sandy check and they were making this they they were doing this joke about like what would you do if the woman you were with turned around at some point was like i used to be a man and it's after of course you slept with her you're in a relationship with her maybe you even love her and there you know and i think it was him brandon and maybe kev at the time and you know the reactions were very like typical like you know i would just be like you know break up with her like i'm you know like you know hyperbole like oh you know i'd be like get the fuck out of my house nigga you know what i mean like and i think everybody was just like on some like it kind of defines your masculinity how much it detect like you would be disgusted with this idea you know and and i and i do relate to i understand the quote-unquote betrayal of you didn't trust me with this information right. i do understand that that's where the anger right where most but, people would come from well i think that's where it should come from yes. but i don't think that's where it does come from oh, okay okay um and so i was like you know um, i don't remember if i called in or if i just talked to him the next i was like yeah i wouldn't i would be more hurt that they didn't that they lied but i wouldn't just be like oh fuck this nigga i'm gonna punch you in your face or you know like you gotta get the fuck out like to me that's it obviously if i've already accepted a bunch of shit if we fucking yes you so have already we've crossed some thresholds that either i didn't know or didn't care about so now we're just talking about do you love this person right that's still a person that you like so you know i don't know if you def- how you define that on the spectrum of sexuality but to me, it's like, well, we're already together. What, like, what's the fucking argument at this point? Other than, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate you not trusting me. I wouldn't right. be like, oh no, I need to violently react to you, or I need to hurt you, or shame you. I, you know, and to be honest, I could understand why someone would keep a secret like that guarded. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, uh, I was just like, I'd be more understanding. And I think, but I think, and then once I said that, they all kind of relaxed a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, that that is kind of more of a reasonable response. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And yes, I, it is. And I think Prince LeBron is right that, especially men, we kind of have this machismo that is centered around this idea of how, like, the more manly you are is by defined by how fucking disgusted you will be in, in a situation like this or whatever and i just think you know we're open our society is opening up to a point where motherfuckers can stop trying to pretend or get pats on the back for saying shit like that yeah a lot of people say they equate masculinity with manhood like how masculine i am how like you say disgusted i am by certain things how i treat women and all these other things factor into my masculinity when 
society and actually the world is changing the definition of masculinity yeah. because there are a lot of uh, gay males that are very masculine. So masculine, that's not yeah. a word. Ma- yeah. Masculine, masculine, yeah. masculine, <laughs> masculine. Oh my God. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> See, that's not thought. Yeah, you're just making up words. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep, keep the words. <laughs> Trying to keep the words like in the dictionary. That's all. <laughs> my, my bad, y'all. I'm making the words back here. But I do think, but see, I think, and also I think all that stuff is just defined by stereotypical shit, though. Correct. Like, and what we've been taught. Like, masculine is just a set of fucking uh, behaviors that we've decided are that way. So we've decided yes. that being able to fix a car is masculine. But being able to like accurately wash some whites and colors and not in the same load is is feminine. Like we've just decided these things. Like cooking, <laughs> cooking is a woman thing, but right. cutting the grass is a man thing. Like same thing with cleaning. Right? Yeah. Well, we've decided these things. Fixing cars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I said that already. Oh we, my bad. But we decided this shit, and I feel like you know people are starting to undo some of these bonds, and I think mm-hmm. nothing but good shit can come from that. Uh, Prince Ron writes in again, <clears throat> I have one more small thing to add related to sexuality. I almost dropped my phone when I read your tweet about Bruce Jenner because I thought it w- that I was, oh, okay, so I tweeted something about Bruce Jenner the other day. I don't understand, and I'm not, I'm, actually, I'm not going to qualify this shit. Um, I just don't understand why it's okay to make jokes about him transitioning to being a woman. I just don't get it. Like, at, le- at least I don't get it from people who claim to be open-minded and accepting uh-huh. and want people to be themselves and be honest and all this shit. Like, I feel like a lot of the response to gender shit is so fucking immature. And it's not even centered around jokes. It's just like, look at the weirdo. You know, like, I I would actually understand... Because, you know, I believe in humor by inclusion and inclusion by humor. And I, I believe in that strongly. Like, I, I could understand you being like, yeah, I make this joke, but that's my nigga. I'm just fucking with y'all. Like, I'm just fucking with this person. But, like, those are not the kind of jokes that Bruce Jenner gets. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because of the Kardashian sideshow and people so. just feel like everything that happens there is up for ridicule and mocking. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like this dude has had a real struggle with this with his gender is like basically for a long time. Um, he's finally making a transition. And trust, when you're making a transition at like sixty three years old or whatever he is, that's some shit that you seriously consider. That's not some lighthearted, oh, I can get a reality TV show out of this shit. That's some like I need to live my life the way I want to live it. I'm getting close to the end of my life type move. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I feel like it's kind of funny, not even funny, it's kind of fucked up to see people say, like, these jokes about him becoming, like, trans or whatever, Bruce Jenner the girl or whatever. It's kind of weird to see people say that shit, but then by the same token, they want to come out and pretend to be friends of the LGBTQ community. They want them. Yeah, they want to pretend to be open uh, about gay marriage. They want to pretend to be about all this shit, but it's like, end of the day you're picking on the core of that person's humanity that's like they are the same thing that you tweet and preach against yeah like i don't see why it's a joke i don't see why it's okay i don't really see why it's okay to say like um the wachowskis uh used to be the wachowski brothers they're the people that made 
Jupiter Ascending, The Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, mm-hmm. um, all that shit. You know, V for Vendetta. Uh, um, what's that terrible Speed Racer? Um, and I forget the other terrible fucking with Planet. No, some Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Okay, so one of them transitioned to a woman. Like, so now they're no longer the Wachowski brothers. That's how they were introduced to society. But now they're not the Wachowski brothers. So I've been listening to different podcasts review the movie. I didn't like the movie. I saw it. I reviewed it with Chris. But everyone kind of has this like chuckle, like, I don't know, like this, like almost condescending joke of like, one of them's a girl now. So instead of Wachowski brothers, we have to be like Wachowski siblings or whatever. And to me, very simple change. Yes, Not, it is. Which, you know, why disrespect the person when you don't have to? Which which you would, which is what you would have said from the beginning if they would have been introduced like that. Right. Like, right. I, I don't want to see these people turn around later and be like, I don't like that Benedict Cumberbatch said colored. I don't want to see any of these people right. um, getting upset when someone asks a question like when um, uh, Marie Cheney asked uh, what's the difference between blackface and dressing in drag. yeah you don't get to be upset about that shit if you think it's funny that someone would change genders to the point where you just don't want to take them seriously then that's how people feel about racial shit that's how people feel about the things that you care about is i'm not like for people to be like i i don't care to use different verbs and pronouns for people what am i gonna say she he it you know for people to do that kind of shit like they don't see how disrespectful that is just imagine if in, in a racial aspect, if someone would look at you like that, if you were like, well, actually, uh, you know, I'm not African-American. I just go by black. I'm not from Africa. Um, I don't know what my roots are, but I'm an American and I just happen to be a black person as American. And then the person would be like, oh, African-American, colored, black, Negro, nigger, whatever. You like you would be pissed. You would be pissed. If someone treated you with that ambivalence. So it, to me, it's weird that we treat Bruce Jenner that way, that we treat the Wachowski siblings that way. It, it's just weird. I'm not, like I said, I'm not on the soapbox. I'm not going to fight anybody. I just when I just always make a note of it like, huh, that's funny. That person would probably be like upset if they found out their state was like against gay marriage. But here you go, kind of being dismissive of this idea that gender's more than binary. Um, anyway, <clears throat> these liberals are not who they claim to be. Bruce is getting all this slander just because he is related to the Kardashians. These super liberals pick favors and have petty grudges just like everyone else. I read that Diane Sawyer just won the first interview with Bruce Jenner, and I'm not looking forward to it. The amount of ignorance that will stem from that interview will uh, be too much to deal with. I might have to opt out on this one. Eh, it's social media, so you're going to see it, hear it somehow. Yeah, even if you don't watch it. Yeah, even if there's just a picture on your timeline with captions underneath it as a meme. Like, people just, like, it is very weird to me to watch people on Twitter and shit, like, post pictures of him as, like, look at this funny-ass shit. And I'm just like, so it's funny that someone's transitioning? Because I'm sure there's other people that either in the closet or maybe they're going through the same type of struggles and this is the shit that keeps them from coming out this is the shit that keeps them from feeling comfortable talking about it this is the shit that keeps those struggles outside of the main light so that you know we can marginalize those people further i don't understand why 
this is why 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 people think it's okay but then want to say they're an ally to the to, to lgbtq people or any of that shit you're not really no that's why i don't buy into the whole ally thing because for a lot of people it's not really an ally thing it's i'll be with you as long as we agree and the second we don't agree fuck you yeah i have no problem with the interview i know i understand the reactions will be what they are but mm-hmm you know yeah i mean you listen to the show long enough prince Laurent. you already know i don't really give a fuck how people react to shit i'm i want to judge it for myself so it's always good when someone can gotta go on the record for for themselves as themselves and be like this is what i think about it because i do want to know shit like what pronoun would bruce jenner prefer us to refer to him as or her as at this point i don't know because only because he has he she he or she has not spoken on it yet sure has it so you know i can like i would like that person to be on the record because i remember it was um fuck what was the person that was snitching on america with the spy shit you remember that shit was it edward snowden oh it came out those documents yes yeah and then like at some point uh he transitioned his gender to to, to a female so it was mm-hmm. now it's no longer he it was she mm-hmm. you know and i remember like being like all right so now i'm gonna start saying she when i refer to him and i uh, refer she when i refer to him anyway she when i refer to edward snowden and i remember people being like man how, how difficult is that to do that article like that i was like not it's really not that difficult and also it it's probably not as difficult as transitioning your gender yeah like i it's just a pronoun it's just a pronoun and yes you're gonna fuck up sometimes but I think as long as you don't mean it disrespectfully, Please. as long as you're willing to be open and learn, I don't see why that's a bad thing. Um, I, I don't run from that. It's just a slight change. I don't, I don't, like the, I, like the way you see people push back on that shit to me is just so like low key disrespectful to people to just be, and it's not just to that specific person, to anyone going through those struggles to be like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to say how I feel comfortable saying about your gender. And your struggle, I'm going to define it for me, for how I, because I'm the most important person. And I might have to change a pronoun every once in a while. And God damn it, that ain't happening. Like, that's crazy to me. Right. And also, just in my opinion, I think for a lot of, uh, I, I truly do think, I think for a lot of people of color, they feel as though they've been through so much and been oppressed that a lot of people take their frustration and their and how they feel about being oppressed and oppress another group of people. So this is their way to quote unquote feel superior mm-hmm. to someone versus saying, Hey, I understand we're in this boat together. You know, uh, I, I don't want to treat you, treat you like less than because I know how it feels to be treated like less than I know how it feels to be an outside group. Oh. And so I think for a lot of people they have internal struggles. It's with, the uh, the oppression Olympics. Right. right. And and more than the oppression Olympics is I want to feel superior like right. the person that feels superior over to me. me. Right. And so they pass this on, be it indirectly or not indirectly. Like a lot of people do it and don't even realize that's what they're doing. Some mm-hmm. people know what they're doing, but for a lot of people I don't really think that they know that that's how I guess for me, I interpret it a lot of times because the same way 
uh, you treat these people is the same way the racist people feel every time you jump about Trayvon Martin, every time you jump up about Ferguson, every time you jump about, up about affirmative action, every time you jump up about these things, the same reaction that you're giving them is the same reaction that you get. They feel like, why should I change? Why should I adjust myself? Why should I accommodate you? The same way you feel about, why should I call you he? Why should I call you she? Why, why should I learn all these different terms? Because a lot of it is ignorance, a lot of it is just laziness and not willing to understand somebody different than you and i think that that's the core factor for a lot of people when it comes to this yeah and um and it was chelsea manning not edward snowden so there you go oh my bad uh, no no I, i i think i said it too uh but yeah it was chelsea manning uh, but I remember people being like, well, why'd you switch over to the pronouns? I mean, blah, blah, blah. it's like, is it really that fucking difficult? Like, it's really not. No, because it's, you it's- know, especially once someone lets you know, cause I, cause I do understand that, you know, the way we've been taught to speak our whole lives, you know, sometimes the, the pronoun in a sentence, is it the person's name? So, Correct. you know, you, it's like your mind goes in the default where you're like, yeah, uh, you know, it's like if someone asked me about my wife, it would be difficult for me to always remember to only say Karen and never say she. Like, like it's cause, cause, I, cause we've been talking my whole life like that. So I can understand being like the transitional time that it takes to fix your brain around. It. And most people don't talk about this kind of shit. We do kind of for a living. We can talk about different topics and Correct. it'll come up, but a lot of people just, don't talk about it and i'm always kind of amazed like i was talking to my friends about um bruce jenner at uh at wing night and you know it got into one of those very typical like man what do we say he she it no it wasn't even bruce jenner it was one of them had <laughs> been on farmers only.com and it was a black transsexual farmers only. it's uh it's a dating site okay. it was a black transsexual person that um this guy was uh you know he had swiped on or whatever you know matched up for and the person responded and she was like uh just so you know i'm transsexual i'm actually getting surgery i'm transitioning i got the top done but not the bottom uh so whatever and so my boy responded and he was like okay well that's kind of a deal breaker for me you know but uh you do have some nice breasts and whatever like and that was the end and he was like why didn't that why didn't they respond back and like at least acknowledge my compliment and i was like first of all you said deal breaker so the conversation was over yes it was uh but second of all um like it started this conversation at the table where some people were like yeah man i mean because it's so confusing what do you even refer to to that person as as it i mean he she i mean a he she what am i supposed to say and i was like huh. You guys sound like fucking fourth Ignorance. graders. Right. You just sound like your children. Like, it can't be that difficult. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, one, you can always ask the person, which is one of the reasons I want to see what Bruce Jenner says, because I don't know what his answer is going to be. Correct. You know, and then, uh, or her, what Bruce Jenner's answer is going to be. And then the other reason is, um, it, it still like enriches my knowledge, you know, because this is all kind of breaking ground shit for a lot of people. So, yes, it is. I'm interested to learn. Anyway, Prince, uh, Prince Lorraine goes on to say, Bruce is getting all this slander just because he's related to the Kardashians. These super liberal picks favorites and have pretty grudges just like everybody else. Oh, wait, nah, we finished this. Okay. And yeah, you know what else, um, too, is uh, a lot of the shit the Kardashians got and part of the reason they're a quote-unquote running joke is because they have sex with black men. 
So that tells you a lot about our society in general right there. Like, oh, interracial sex. These bitches are a joke. Don't take them serious. I hate them. You Come know? on now. You got Taylor Swift talking about songs about every dude she fucking fucks and breaks up with, but you don't have the same issue. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Black Gatheist Palette says, you guys are right. Sexuality is a spectrum, not binary. I happen to have zero desire to be with a woman, but not everyone is like that. I think that's why so many quote-unquote straight people say it's a choice because they don't understand or come to grips with their own desires. If people could accept that they can still be mostly straight but have the occasional attraction to the same sex or someone who doesn't fit the gender binary, then it won't be so taboo. Yeah, I agree. I think everybody's so afraid to be like, you know, what are, I'm gonna be the one that's sticking out, so I gotta say I'm the straightest of the straight. Um, and uh, why would I ever question that? I'm the straightest. Nobody look at me. Um, all right, we had episode 879, Chipotle chick. We had some comments. Sugar Babe says, <clears throat> uh, I see Reverend Dr. Manning is back with us again, and I'm here for it. Man, if y'all have enough clips, you should do a segment called Today in Semen News with Reverend Dr. Manning or some shit. Oh, Lord. This dude said he's not crazy. Nigga, please. You damn crazy. <laughs> Every single clip is about gays and lesbians at all. Will someone free his inner gay, please? Rod, when I heard your impression of Dr. Manning, I screamed, which is screamed and yelled. He <laughs> he does kind of sound like Kermit when he talks. Everybody's telling him it sounds like Kermit, Yoda, Fonzie. Um, I just think he, I'll just try to imitate what I'm hearing. And if it sounds like that, then that's what the fuck he sound like in my head. I don't know. I'm not saying my impression is necessarily the best, but, uh, it's definitely, it's how, it's how it feels in my head when I hear him talk. So, uh, I don't think I could take more than five minutes of him. I'm laughing too hard. I'm asthmatic, Karen. Karen. Are you trying to kill me for the nationwide insurance money? (laughs) We are definitely not trying to kill you, man. Nope. This is a great episode from Tanya. Uh, I'm absolutely nominating Rod for best impression for his turn on Dr. Manning at the one hour and four minute mark to the one hour and eight minute mark since the 2015 thread opens. When, as soon as the 2015 thread opens up. Yeah, we need to get on that. Right, we'll get down to that soon, guys. And the baller alert segment reminds me of this song, which is a Amy Winehouse Fuck Me Pumps um, song. She linked us to. When you walk in the bar and you're dressed like a star, rocking your F me pumps. And the man notice you with your Gucci back crew, can't tell who he's looking to. Cause you all look the same, everyone knows. Yeah, this is pretty classy for I don't know. It's pretty too classy for Baller Alert, tell you. Uh tell you. Not no no offense, you know. I mean yeah, obviously. Baller Alert Ratchet. 
yeah I, I just feel like ball alert brings a little bit more that, that yeah uh, but that's for the sophisticated ones mm-hmm. um <clears throat> as she says love you both you rule thank you thank you sweetie i've been saying tanya right is t-a-n-y-a is that tanya or tanya Hope I'm not fucking it up. uh kyle says hey you know that part of the baller alert story where chipotle chick said they had sex on a bed with chocolate stains on it well that wasn't chocolate that was doo-doo baby oh lord i hope he's wrong but Me i don't know too. she did say chocolate stains which i don't know why there would be chocolate stains on her bed to be honest Unless with you mountain reese's pieces cups uh should it be a choice for parents to vaccinate their children yes leave it up to parents no do it for the good of society 23 percent of our audience says leave it up to the parents and 77 say do it for the good of society mm, uh, i guess we got some uh people that don't believe in vaccinations here or something i guess so cannot believe this is a thing honestly Prince Laurent says, as a biologist, I usually take it easy on people when they're discussing science, but not when it comes to vaccinations. I purposely try to humiliate that person to everyone in earshot of conversation, and maybe due to the fact that the anti-vaxxers also take the conversation to the same unproven science article from a scientist that has not done any work since then or defended that work. Most of them do not know how vaccines work or what autism really is. The worst part is that it is these hippie ass liberals that are leading this dumbass movement. Mississippi is the most responsible state as it comes to vaccinating their citizens. I wonder why Republicans are jumping on this movement. It is weird. Someone was like, "Is it's really a liberal movement. Why are you saying that Republicans are leading the charge right now? It's like, cause, uh, Chris Christie and, um, Rand Paul are both fucking conservatives. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any fucking Democrats step up on this and be like, yep, it's okay. I, I don't like vaccinations either. All the Democrats is like, uh, you get, you go get vaccinated though. Seriously. Also, I don't agree with the premise that parents can do anything they want with their kids. You can't have your kid out here being a carrier of a disease that we figured out in the 1950s. How are these parents any different than those religious freaks that let their kids die because they don't believe in doctors? Right. I agree. Cabadonna says, I just can't deal with anti-vaxxers. I've worked tech support and project management in hospitals for over 12 years. And anyone talking about they don't believe in vaccination would be fired. No questions asked. The HR director and the security guard would walk you behind to the parking lot. The reason is simple. One flu outbreak in, I, in an ICU or an ER is a lawsuit and the government fine waiting to happen. We have known that vaccinations work for over 50 years. Sorry to break it down for you, these new age yuppies, but your kale and coconut oil didn't, didn't stop polio. It was booster shots. We've reached a point where everyone with the, with the DSL line thinks they're an expert and believe that life is just a Sims game and they're not, they don't think like regulations or the general public. On the real, I think if you're a parent who doesn't vaccinate your kid, you should be locked up, no questions asked. If you are so selfish and ignorant to not get your little crumb snatches a flu shot, your ass deserves uh, deserves county. Kappa. Black Atheist Palace says, unfortunately, as I heard one virologist say on TV, it'll take people's kids dying from disease to encourage people to vaccinate again shaking my damn head yeah right. that's true right it, it'll cost a massive outbreak of children die, dropping dead for people like oh shit we need to get vaccinations mm-hmm. um 
uh genosis 64 said i'm on board for giving parents the right to choose whether or not to vaccinate their kids but i think that if a parent chooses to not vaccinate their kids then their kids should not be able to leave their homes under any circumstances for any reasons right well see that's in my opinion then you're not for choice and i hope you didn't vote in the poll because you fucked up my science (laughs) anybody that voted Leave it up to the parents. But if you do choose this, then your kids should not be allowed at public schools. They should not be able to breathe the air that we breathe. Like, then you didn't really vote for choice because you know that that's not the choices that are being presented. We're saying you don't vaccinate your kid and then they get to go do whatever the fuck they want. Because that's really what society is doing right now. Yes, they are. There's no rules. There's no regulations. We don't say if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to school. So, Which they should because I'm sorry, you're around other people's children. Cal says, this is one of the problems I have with Republicans and their offshoots. They're willing to do anything they can to win office. Why the fuck would you try to cater to the anti-vaxxers of all people? Polio does not care what party you are, what race you are, how much money you have, dumbasses. Ain't that the truth. Yeah, they don't give a fuck, though. Um, We had episode 880 um, called Make Daddy a Sandwich. Make Daddy a Sandwich. Uh, uh, M. Talix says, M.T. Alex, uh, says, hi guys, great show as always. I come to you guys as a humble premium subscriber with the request to have Rod do a whole show in the pastor man in voice. What? Oh, I don't think my throat could take that. Two hours of talking like that. Uh, I know it's probably too much to ask, especially with all the hard work you guys already put in the show. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. I am proud to be a loyal and faithful listener. Thank you. Sugar Babe says, I asked for this yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. Let's start a petition. I love Dr. Manning. <laughs> he gives me extra joy on the days he's mentioned on the podcast. Dr. Manning is the Black Pat Robinson, and I love it. Oh, Sugar Babe oh, and T. Alex. Capadonna said, I don't know what's funnier. Pastor Manning making that weird-ass squeal when talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm thinking it was a flashback to his temptation in the joint. Oh, Lord. Or Karen nearly falling out of her seat in laughter. I nearly fell off the treadmill over that one. As for our boy, the Falcon, a.k.a. Anthony Daddy Mackey, <laughs> and his sandwich, do you right. do you think his this brother is suffering from the effects of the Scarlet Witch inversion spell from this summer's Marvel action storyline? Hey, that's such a nerdy joke, but yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the comic Sam Wilson, some white woman probably inverted his personality to that of the ignorant Republican coon. He may oh need to break the spell. Rod, as we need to work on this man, he might infect Chad with Bozeman and Idris Elba with his wacky tacky fro. I think Samuel Jackson, cool old black man force field is too strong, thankfully. Or I can just accept that despite being a fine actor, this nigga is stupid. Anyway, have a great weekend, Kappa. Oh, Lord. Martha motherfucking Stewart says, that hoe wants you to steam your vagina. See, I told her ass to stick to acting. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good callback oh that's such a good callback yeah Gwyneth Faltrow said people should steam their vaginas and three out of three doctors said this bitch is crazy mm-hmm. do not steam your vaginas ladies it really does no good Butterbean says it wasn't the first time Anthony Maggie said some dumb shit on Wendy while feeling himself after bragging about hanging out with a couple of Hollywood bigwigs he talked about his rule of only working with established actors. Check out the one eighteen minute mark of this video. Um, all right. 
Let's see. I don't want to skip. I heard that you guys and enjoy Puerto Rico. They were actually really nice guys and great to work with. I heard that you made a conscious decision a while ago to only work with established actors. Well, I think you, I mean, it's a 50-50 split. You know, if you look at my resume, which I'm very proud of, I've worked with a lot of up-and-coming and new directors and actors. Uh, like this movie I did, Mr. and Pete, which is coming out. You know, it's an established cast, but also it's two kids you've never heard of before. Right. You know, but with this movie, Runner Runner, you know, you look at Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's name, everything I do, I do in honor of Don Cheadle because he's the most amazing actor alive and I love him. But <laughs> if you look at it, his name is synonymous with the likes of Brad Pitt, yes. George Clooney, mm -hmm. you know, Matt Damon. And I feel like there's nothing bad that can come out of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just reading his comments. I don't feel. I don't know. What was wrong with what he said? Ah, fuck. I mean, accidentally closed the thing. Um, yeah. Did you feel like something was wrong with it? Not, not, not the way it was explained. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but I mean, if he wants to work with established actors to raise his brand, I, I don't see how that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, and most actors want to do that once they get to a certain level. Yeah. Because the better people are around you, the better you get and the more you grow. I think he's just at that point where he fucked up so bad he can't say nothing. Which happens to from so time to time. Anything you say. Well you yeah. just like see a nigga face and it's just like he could be saying the exact you could walk in the room and be like, Man, it's so hot outside and then Anthony Maggie walks in, he's like, Boy, it's hot out there. He's like, Motherfucker. Oh, I hate him. It's not even that hot. This nigga here talking about it's hot. <laughs> Why you have to be talking about it's hot? Um, while this is the truth and is an example of how it's more about who you know than what you know in order to become successful, nigga, shut up. You look like a jackass and he spoiled it for me. Yeah, Butterbean just not here for Anthony Mackie no more. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Valid reasoning. I'm just saying right. I don't think what he said there warranted any type of real criticism i it, it really he didn't really say shit but i'm trying to work with these famous people which reasonable you know correct if you work with established actors the chance of you having a hit quote unquote is just way higher mm -hmm. um do you want to see denzel washington on empire yes bring it on no don't do it denzel and i don't watch anyway 36 percent of our audience say yes bring it on <laughs> I too didn't have nothing else for that motherfucking episode. 30% said, no, don't do it. And then 34% said, I don't watch anyway. They're in that group with me. So majority of people want them to do it. Um, or the majority of people that watch. Brownie J says, yes, on like season six, if it gets that far, well, then the writing should be better, right? Nah, nah, nah. He need to come in and get some of this poor writing right away. Mm-mm. Cause he, he he'll take that poor acting and be acting. Yeah, he take that poor writing and turn it into gold. Y'all y'all tripping. The beauty of the show is that it's not good. Mm -hmm. Wait for it to get good. I'm gonna stop watching when it get good. I'm telling y'all now. <laughs> if this is you shit, gonna tap out? This shit turns into something actually well done. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm out. Oh lord. Doctor Dostak says, listen, this show has no subtlety. 
no chill and everything is turned up to a 10 at all times the acting is pretty forced mr baby hair and green eyes himself is well still out there with his greasy struggle hair plugs and trying his damnedest to act taraji p henson has a look on her face like she choked the shit out of someone at the drop of a dime and that is why i love this show and would love to see denzel show out on this show go get it denzel i'm with you though stacks like do they cgi in the red and T- taraji p henson's eyes or is it just right. always like that mm-hmm. either way i love it episode 80 881 was uh columbus short fuse Janica says, referring to the Cariucci story, the guy spelled flouge wrong, which is F-L-O-U-G-E. Uh, it means to show off usually when it's something that's fake or inauthentic. And he spelled flog, F-L-O-F-L-A-W-G. <laughs> that's why we was looking that word up like, oh, I think that word exists. And then Capadonna says, hey, Karen and Rod, waiting in the airport, waiting for my flight home after a 10-day sales meeting. 10 days, wow. So I had to catch, I had to catch up with the dynamic duo of Ratchet for show 881. I have to give my Marshawn Lynch response to the news. I'm not surprised. First, first, sadly, I'm not surprised by the stories about AZ, the Arizona woman being raped in prison where she worked in Arizona saying, well, bitch, where was your rape whistle? Let's ignore the fact that her rape whistle was a state supply yet broken walkie talkie. As we call it here in Cali, it's the Orange County Annex. It's a refuge for every libertarian dude bro and redneck retiree who just couldn't handle the queers and Mexicans in L.A. County. Second, the story of the young lady throwing battery acid on dude's penis is crazy, but again, I'm not surprised. What recourse does she have? She lives in rural India. It's it's real in the Mumbai streets. According to some of my friends, Slumdog was being nice to growing up in the Delhi slum and if you think america is crappy to women you haven't seen anything until uh you've been overseas to places in the far east of africa india is the same country where a woman was gang raped not street harassed not called names in on twitter gang raped on the city bus and nothing happened so like i said i'm not surprised that the young uh that the young woman thought she had no choice but to melt her boyfriend's dick and the boyfriend is suing her well, uh, I don't think he's suing her. Yeah, she's underage. Yeah, he's scared to sue her. He don't want her to sue him, really, because it's underage sex, too. Right. Um, and I didn't realize that was India. I wasn't sure where it happened. Third again, third again, the same thing about President Argentina killing the job that brought her up on, uh, oh, killing, uh, that prosecutor who brought her up on mm-hmm. corruption charges. I'm not shocked. Most of Latin America has been ruled by thugs and dictators for the better part of 50 years. Finally, Bill O'Reilly, he's nor his guests have any idea what he's talking about. Again, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but his audience are idiotic, racist white people and the good Negroes who placate them. Why would they bother to actually listen to the video to learn what Uncle Murder's actually saying in his music video? Yeah, that's true. It was just taking the, the couple of clips of the, them pointing guns at what appear to be police officers and going, see? And even if they did, it wouldn't matter. The people who listen to Fox News pretty much think black people aren't really humans at least a quarter of their audience still thinks obama is a kenyan muslim communist invader almost anything from fox news is 100 percent fucking with black people i'm not even getting into the san diego cop being fired for calling out the step and fetch it training pamphlet all i can say is well brother at least they didn't use that picture for target practice again i'm not surprised oh well what a way to end the week of project meeting and software demonstration have a good weekend guys 
YouTube. I feel bad. Kevin pointed out all the sad stories that that day. <laughs> you talked about rape. Let me tell you what I think about that. Also, people beating up their wives. I'm not surprised. Mm-mm. Uh, the poll was should rappers hang it up once they get older? Because Young Thug said that Jay Z need to hang his shit up because he was like old. And he said by the time he's 30, he, he doesn't plan on being a rapper anymore. Uh, yes, let it go. Or no, keep on till you can't. 88% of people said keep on till you can't. Right, because people are living longer. People are like, why should I have to fucking give it up just because I'm old? And 12% said yes, let it go. Let's check the chat, uh, the, the question. I mean, the responses. Recognize Tay says, I think it depends on the person. Good music is good music no matter how old they are. However, there's a thin line between trying too hard to keep your youth and needing to just stop. Let me tell you something. First of all, everything depends on the person. But let me, as a policy, I would say everybody that I wish would hang it up when they got old, I wish would have hung it up when they were young, too, because they was whack to me. Right. Black Gatheist Palette says no other art form or genre of music tells people that they are done after a certain age. There's a difference between trying to do the same shit that you did 20 years ago and changing with the times. Janet Jackson, Madonna, Aerosmith, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all these performers are quote-unquote past their prime, but still sell out on tour. Wait a minute, why the hell am I legitimizing this dumbass nigga's comments? Uh, don't worry, soldier boy, I mean young thug, you will not be rapping in your 30s, sorry-ass mushmouth nigga. Oh, Lord. I'm a black atheist pilot, dog. Like, my funniest thing to me is him saying, I'm not going to be rapping at 30. Yeah, no one's going to want to hear it, even if you are, though. That shit. Some people don't want to hear it now. You're not speaking English. Yeah, like, you are kind of a joke to people. Yes, you are. Cabadonna says, somebody put that pacifier back in Young Thug's mouth. Grown folks are talking. Call me old, but the only hip-hop artists I listen to now, other than Kendrick Lamar, are over 30. I went to the Watch the Throne concert with my boys, all of us over 30. My boy even brought his kids 17 with him. Hip-hop is getting to the point where the original fans aren't snot-nosed kids, but grown men and women with jobs, kids, and mortgages. Should we dirty and over 30 cats just listen to Sinatra and Earth, Wind, and Fire while playing shuffleboard with the pop, popping them? Negro, please. When do I have, when do I have kids? I mean, when I do have kids, I would love to talk to my son or daughter about why the Wu-Tang Clan was great and how rap developed from Curtis Blow to Rakim Allah to Jay-Z to even this boy who's not even old enough to rent a car. I would love to share a hip-hop, uh, a share of hip-hop the way mom shared her love of soul and my dad shared his love of the blues with me and my sister. So the young thug, respect your elders, youngin, and go make daddy, and go make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> you gotta say, you gotta say it like that. Um, That's how you know it's real. For the tippies, uh, Tanya said, best guest, three guys on. So they got nominated for a tippy. That's the last of the tippy entries, guys. Uh, the now, the, the actual, uh, nominations are closed. Yeah. It's February. So we're going to start tallying up the nominations and come up with the clips and then we'll have our, uh, best of show. You guys will get to go back through last year and kind of hear who had the best comments. Yeah. I mean, f- best clips. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get that together for you. That's work. But we'll mm-hmm. get that together for you. We'll have that and then we'll give you guys time to vote. Yep. Sandler Agony says, I lost interest in the film. Uh, this is a response to spoil movie review, Jupiter Ascending. Uh, me and Chris reviewed this. Um, <laughs> This is funny. I accidentally put Wachowski Brothers because <laughs> I looked up how to spell their, na- their names. I meant siblings. 
Uh, so it's funny we just had this conversation. Let me go edit this shit. Uh, oh, probably because that's how it was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I when I when I went to uh, copy and paste the uh, what do you call it? It said Wachowski brothers. So I was like, oh yeah, that's. And I then we had that long conversation. I just looked at. It, I was like, how the fuck did that get in there? Um. So anyway, um, we reviewed it. Um. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, I we didn't really like it. Uh, it was about a 50 minute review, which is long for, uh, what was it 50? Let me see. Yeah. Which is long for, um, us. Mm-hmm. Like most spoiler movie reviews are like 20 minutes or less. Right. But this one is considered long. Yeah. Right. This was a long one. Um, uh, and we kind of go in on the movie, but not, I wouldn't just say like to a point where it's disrespectful or anything. It's more like we went in on the movie and, um, kind of explain, where the disconnects were and you know there were certain things we liked too uh so sandler agony responded i lost interest in this film around the 25 minute mark when the film attempts to explain this overwrought plot through clueless ass mila kunis or through a bunch of unexplainable scenes jupiter ascend, uh, jupiter ascending uh, as i like to call it stupider ascending am i right guys come on <laughs> oh yeah make sure you guys tip your waitresses and uh and pay for your drink tickets, everybody, because I'm going to keep it coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Jupiter Ascendant has all these ideas that they throw at us, a lot of which aren't that original and do nothing with them. It doesn't matter if it was weapons, scaffolding repairs, main love story. The Wachowskis didn't want to explain a damn thing to us with their recycled messages. Not even their idea of genetic splicing, which was the real innovation here. If I have a, one good thing to say about the film besides the visuals is Channing Tatum isn't even the worst thing here. Most of his action scenes are well directed and keep the film from being worst of all time entry. Yeah, I love Channing Tatum in this. Uh, wish the whole movie had been about him. Oh, I thought it was. Nope. Sure, he yada yada his way through the film like an NBA analyst cakes for Chris Paul. But other than Sean Bean, he's trying his best here to put up an adequate performance. Kunis, on the other hand doesn't even know what she is most of the time such a bad lead like seth mcfarlane in a million ways to die in the west bad yes agree oh she's horrible move. she is oh, horrible terrible because that movie was bad yeah she's the worst sadly I, and i still don't know how old she's supposed to be sadly even the store the score by michael giacchino is wasted here if he'd composed the ascending score for the next Star Trek film, he might have had something here to add to the foundation of the franchise. Instead, it feels like a lost soundtrack than it, uh, more like a lost soundtrack than it does a lasting one. Uh, hopefully, this will be the last of the Wachowski siblings and their reused ideas. Yeah, they, they are so bad, man. Like, uh, just I can't remember the last one of the movies I actually liked. That. I did. Okay. Um. All right, uh, the, 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 the voicemails. We have some voicemails to play. Uh, let's get on those. Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Tina. I just wanted to say I love, love, love the nationwide mix you guys have been doing. I need that as a ringtone. And also, Rod, your James David Manning bio uh, has changed my life. It actually caused me to go do some research. So, forgive me. I was on Wikipedia, and I just, I know it's not real. I know. I tell my students it's not real. But you need to just read it because it's pure comedy. His whole bio sounds like, you know, Detroit Red. He used to 
burglar homes and rob people and it made him look at white people as being evil and he was incarcerated and then he had this awesome moment where he became a devout Christian in prison. Please read it. But the real shade is um, it says many allegedly hold the doctor of philosophy degree from his own ATLAH theological seminary, an unaccredited educational institution. According to Manning, he attended the Oxford Roundtable in 2004. So just to shade me, shade. But um, he's a little off. And another quote, Manning's views on homosexuality include the belief that white homos are going to take the black woman's man. Yeah, we just really need to have um, Manning along with Bala Alert. Those two are the best additions to your show. And I look forward to more reenactments. So I hope you guys have an awesome time, an awesome week, and um, I'll talk to you soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. When do you guys actually take, because I'd like to actually one day join the show live on Saturdays. Okay, talk to you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Um, <laughs> first of all, the best way to um, follow the show is go to Spreecast.com mm-hmm. um, or you can go to uh, TheBlackoutTips.com and on the front page there is a Spreecast like at the top. There's always one. It'll either play a replay of an older show or you can click on it and there's like a follow slash like button up in the top left corner of that spreecast. You log in, you like it, set it so they can email you. And basically you get an email every time we get ready to go live with the show. So it'll say, Hey, the blackout tips is broadcasting in an hour or at this time or whatever. And you know, it's easy for you to keep up with the show that way. And, um, it's easy to let you know our schedule. Cause sometimes the schedule changes based on, different scheduling conflicts the general schedule just in general 10 a.m on sundays uh 10 a.m on saturdays although we've been doing it later on saturdays so i've been playing basketball so Mm -hmm. somewhere between like 11 and 12 now we start but anyway um so those you know 10 a.m 10 a.m somewhere around that monday 9 p.m normally uh, but like I said, these things can change based on our schedules. Um, Tuesday, 5.30 p.m. And then Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. All times are Eastern Standard. So, Oh, yeah, Eastern Standard. Um, you know, like I said, easiest way, though, is definitely to follow us on Spreecast and then uh, like our stuff. And yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Glad you're enjoying the segments and um, Me too. the impression and uh, all that stuff. And we appreciate it. Um, and, and I will go through his wiki. I have to check that out at some point. Uh, next voicemail. Happy Saturday, Rodney Cannon. This is Howard. You know, I was thinking about all the uh, stories you've done about Anthony Mack, and I thought, you know what the saddest thing of all this is? It's not that he's doing this, res- re- this respectability politics thing. It's not that he kind of looks like a Doberman pincher in the face. <laughs> and it's oh, not Lord. even the fact that he played Papa Doc and now he's turned to this. It's the fact that, that do you realize to this date, he is literally the only person to portray Tupac in a movie. If I'm wrong, <laughs> oh, and I hope I'm wrong, 
please prove me wrong. But do you realize, uh, if I'm right up to this point, Anthony Mackie is the only motherfucker to have played Tupac in a movie. Oh. Anthony Mackie. Think about it, Rodney Heron. Anyway, enjoy your Saturday. Later. Later, man. Is is that real? Is I don't know. Did he play Tupac in a movie? I I don't know. I've never seen the straight movie. Straight to Netflix. Right. Yeah. Was it VH1? The Tupac. Was it was the VHS? Yeah. I I don't think I've seen this movie. Um, but uh, lifetime. Yeah, that do sound about like a lifetime movie. Yeah. Yeah. As Marjorie said, I'm sure Lifetime is working on something horrible. I can see that. Um, starring Tretch as Tupac. Like, they dig, they're they gonna dig up Tretch. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Alright, last voicemail. Good Saturday morning, Ron and Karen. This is K-Time, the official Q-Dog of the show, calling from St. Louis. Um, I think on Sunday's episode, you had your college roommate on the show, and y'all was talking about the story about him hurting his ankle or his foot, and you calling him a bitch, basically, in the middle of the night. Well, when I heard that story, I yelled out in my desk, Nigga, that's me! Because the same damn thing happened to me when I was in college. Only difference is we were living in an apartment at the time off campus instead in the dorms. But being in a frat, some of my frat brothers from another school had came down to my school and an impromptu hop show or step show started out outside on our, in front of our apartment building. And they showing us a move that they do at their school. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me try to learn this shit real quick before we go to the party. So I'm doing it and somehow about three steps in one of my feet come down on the sidewalk the other one comes down just off the curb onto the basically the parking lot uh-huh. so all my weight came down on my ankle uh-huh. so at that time i just had some brand new nike shocks on i thought them shits was cool in about 2004 2005 so i'm <laughs> mad that my fucked up my damn shoe not even worried about my ankle at that moment so i just go in the house get ready to go to the party put my boots on so we go to the party of course, they play Atomic Dogs. We got to try to get some hoes to come back to our place when they hear Atomic Dog and shit. So after that, I go home, and I take my boot off. My ankle a little swollen. It's a little tender. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll be cool or whatever. I just sweep this shit off. I still got a little liquor and adrenaline pumping through my body. So a couple hours later, I wake up in the middle of the night. Ankle fat as shit. It looked like my damn thigh. So I call my roommate. Well, I go and I hop in this nigga room on one foot, and I say, hey. Uh, sir, my motherfucking ankle swollen. And he say, uh, I ain't even go to the hospital. Dog, you cool, man. Just take your ass back to sleep, man. Go down like a little girl. I said, dog, for real, my ankle like the same size as my motherfucking, uh, as my thigh. Man, you cool, man. I ain't even got to look at that shit, man. Put some ice on. I said, don't we ain't got no motherfucking ice. He said, we got some freeze pops in there, man. Put some freeze pops on that motherfucker, man, and chill out. Uh-huh. So I hop my one leg ass into the kitchen. I grab two freeze pops and lay it on my damn ankle and shit. And then, after about two minutes, the freeze pops just start looking too good, so I had to eat them motherfuckers. Uh-huh. But anyway, I think I'm close to my three minutes, man. I just wanted to say that little story, man, because it reminded me of that shit, man. Uh-huh. Love the show, man. Y'all keep up the good work. Uh-huh. Nigga about to go premium soon, because I just got a promotion at work. And Woo! my promotion not only came with extra money, it came with the ability, the ability to listen to headphones. So I'm going to be a petty-ass nigga that... Utilizing that rule and go premium and start listening to y'all. Anyway, man, love the show. Peace. Oh man, thank you so much. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, I do. I still feel bad about that night. Like, I definitely called 
John all kinds of bitches that night. Um, and just he let you know to his credit, he rolled with it, man. Um, all right, we're about to read these emails. Of course, the phone uh, lines are open. open. Uh, 704-557-0186. Mm-hmm. Woo, that's a long-ass email. Damn, Markham. All right, well, let's get started. Obama and some other stuff. Well, a lot of other stuff, it seems. Uh, hi, Rod and Karen. First, Rod, I really want to offer my condolences on your grandmother. She sounds like a wonderful and funny lady. I loved hearing the stories about her and learning how she helped inspire the show. There's really nothing like grandma bars. I swear one black woman... Uh, once black women have grandkids and get to about age 60, their trash talking abilities get a level up or something. It's like they're, it's like they get a trash talking bonkai or some shit. Yeah, so you can talk with the best of them, bro. Um, let's see. The segment, uh, Chuck, the segment choked me up a bit is my grandma, aka Mama Curry, love to talk shit and smoke cigarettes too. My last memories of her involved kicking it with her at the nursery home, nursing home. While she roasted our family, the nurse, the nurses home staff and the other patients while sipping on vodka eating M&Ms. I don't know who she charmed into sneaking into vodka, but I snuck into candy because as she put it, baby, I ain't got much time left. I'm too old for a boyfriend. So I just want to sip on my drinks and eat candy while I spend time with my grandbabies. I hear you, man. Um, second team caring for life. Fuck the haters. I came across some news stories, across news stories all the time, and I think, oh, this is going to be so good when Ryan reads this and Karen laughs or says something like, oh, Lord, not the dog. <laughs> By the way, he put them paws on her and had me rolling. <laughs> I know. That was good. Uh, I say this as someone who loves his dog the way white people dog. That shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that dude beat a woman with her own dog and then the puppy shit on her. Ugh, that dude was out of control his mind like can't why can't you just get the death penalty for certain crimes like like they should like just be able to be like upgrade to death like it's nothing that dude's not gonna kill cancer guys let's just mm-hmm. kill him uh <laughs> like we could just be like yeah death penalty all he did was beat a woman to death i mean beat a woman with a puppy that that died when he as he beat her with the puppy like yeah yeah death penalty yeah <laughs> I know what you're saying. He didn't really do, uh, it's not actually on the laws and on the books that you should get death for this, but why not? <laughs> Third, Obama, I think 2015 and 2016 are going to go down as the Obama swags on you motherfuckers years. Me too. Better yet, he comes across as someone who is thinking about multiple chess games in advance while other people are playing checkers. So he might have planned this whole time. Uh, I honestly think he's that smart. Part of the reason he gets criticized by both the left and the right, besides racism and stupidity, is that things he's doing goes over their heads. The other thing I like about Obama and Michelle is that they come across as real-ass people who have to play the politician game, not as politicians pretending to be people like these other motherfuckers. They're literally the only two politicians who I think it would be fun to hang out with. Well, maybe Joe Biden, too, because he seems like he gets drunk and says crazy shit. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden be off the chain. I mean, Obama's out here dapping Kevin Durant and Michelle is nerve dunking on Ray Allen and giving him the stare down. They have real personalities. Yeah, I love them, man. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Like, that, that that's my first family. By the way, how strong must have Obama's game been to get Mo- Michelle? No wonder that dude told Obama not to hit on his girl. He probably looked at Michelle, saw her personality and everything, and was like, fuck, Obama can steal my girl anytime he wants. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh in all seriousness i think obama's legacy after he leaves office will be tremendous it's just going to take people a long time to figure out how good a president he was correct yeah, i don't even think it'll take that long just the next president yeah right like the next person gonna fuck up and everybody's gonna be like oh yeah be this is a hard job uh yeah just wait till the first uh you know black innocent person gets killed on the next person's watch right and people get outraged <clears throat> and nobody gives a fuck uh just healthcare alone we're talking about 10 to 15 million people and growing uh and growing who have health care who didn't have it before that's more than the population of most states plus the tens of thousands of people who are alive just due to the better medical standards he put out there that have resulted in fewer deaths from infections before obama there was a pra- there was practically no one in modern history who can say i didn't die at the hospital because of the rules the president created no one sure rules have changed over time but a massive sweeping overhaul it's obama and no one else I also think a lot of liberals need to calm the fuck down with their we wanted everything criticisms. They act as if Obama promised them that he was going to drone, uh, drone all poverty, sexism, and racism out of America by 2010. Like you would get pulled over by a racist cop and a drone would show up. Uh, yeah, I do think a lot of people, and plus a lot of people just heard what they wanted to hear. Right. A lot of people always bring up promises he didn't make as promises he didn't fulfill. It's like, well, probably because he never said it you know right it's like well he said he would uh do blankety blank you're like he he didn't he actually didn't say that yes why is he working with people fuck him he when he came in office he said that he was going to try to reach across the aisle and talk to people right all right uh fourth this young folks r&b music what the fuck is going on these days is that why the teen pregnancy rate has gone down (laughs) (laughs) that shit sounded like the soundtrack to a movie where your girl killed herself not the part where you're about to fuck the first time I saw Titties, I was a teenager and Mary J was playing. If I had heard the music from the, these days, I would have went home. And the final oh, thing, Lord. black British actors come in here. I think people need to calm down because there are a ton of white British actors here too. Sons of Anarchy, True Blood, Walking Dead, The Americans, Homeland, and lots of other shows all have leading, lead and supporting actors who are British and Australian. That's a great point. Hadn't even thought about that. Yep. And there have been plenty of articles written about white Brits taking over American TV. It just comes down to the fact that more British actors have a theater background and they live in a small country with smaller TV and movie scenes uh, that tend to have lower budgets. Why wouldn't they come in here if the roles and money are available? I don't think it's that deep. Anyway, love the show. Wish you guys all the success. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's a great last point. Nobody had made that before uh sahib writes in thank you rod karen i just want to say thank you for all that you do i finally checked out the last three podcasts 874 through 877 of the last two days i've been straight rolling around my life cracking with laughter on the train at work at night with my wife and son asleep you guys are hilarious and yes i will become a supporting member later tonight i'm not gonna be some bum-ass leech <laughs> i just have to i just have been doing my parental vi- duties all damn day i really do appreciate y'all killed the good work well thank you man thank we appreciate you, you. um semen and sodomites unite from sugar oh, babe karen and rod uh, are we certain that the very reverend dr i love semen mannings in this, is of this world oh lord <laughs> Because this nigga, he's batshit crazy. It's your fault I went looking online for Dr. Manning and I fell down a fucking crazy rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> this man latches on to different topics and he rides it until it is spent. 
he spent a good portion of 2008 attacking barack and michelle he hates niggers black people oprah mandela muslims and of course the gays christ if he hates fried chicken then i know he's a white man wearing a black suit (laughs) yeah he probably do hate fried chicken uh i just want to know if he still has a congregation who sits and listens to this man with a straight face oh we've seen him and yes Mm -hmm. but i digress if you have enough clips please do a weekly or monthly segment on dr manning his in-depth analysis on gays and semen are enthralling incredulous and just fucking hilarious he sure knows a lot about the ways of them sodomites more i want more of him signed bodily fluids exchange of sugar babe oh lord uh well you know what man uh we'll see what we can do i don't know if we can make a whole segment out of that dude um he but, is quite prolific right but and i i don't want to wear out that welcome and have everybody get tired of that shit but never some interesting pop up we'll bring him yeah along. i mean he apparently has a lot of takes a lot of hot takes mm-hmm. episode 880 by will he says what's up karen and rod thanks to this episode i have seen the light and it is now at and it's now an absolute must that my next bay will have to root will have to get routine v steams so vaginal steams far as i'm concerned anything less is uncivilized you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying that's what oh he lord that, that's exactly that's not right y'all that's exactly what he wrote so y'all don't think that, that roger is ab in this Fam, Dr. Manning and Anthony Mackie, though, fuck is wrong with those two motherfuckers? Laugh my ass off. I doubt this is the Marvel money version of Mackie. My best guess is that this is who he's been, and we're just peeling back the layers as his fame rises and he shares his opinions. Well, that's what I mean by Marvel money. Because before Marvel money, you keep your stupid opinions to yourself. Yes, you do. Then you get that Marvel money, all of a sudden you out here like, make daddy a sandwich. You better get in there and make daddy a sandwich. Shit. I don't even believe him. This girl probably don't do any. I ain't making you a fucking sandwich, nigga. Up here lying to these people on TV. And Lord knows I wish I could be a fly on the wall during one of Manning's sermons. I swear homie's voice sound like he's suffering from the effects of drinking too many, one too many semen lattes. Lattes. But I digress. <laughs> Y'all be good and mad props as usual on the podcast. All the guests float organically and never ever seems forced to contrive. Just smooth as freshly steamed vagina. <laughs> ah! Now, <laughs> now I'm off to find me a bitch <laughs> to make daddy a sandwich. Word to Anthony Mackey. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Will in Toronto. Peace. <laughs> hey, man. Good luck. You know, a lot of them sandwiches ain't going to make themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's your life. Uh, uh, Shauna writes in Super Bowl Blues. Hey, Roddy Karen. Shauna checking in from Rhode Island. I just wanted to drop y'all a line to say the only time living in New England sucks is when the Patriots win the Super Bowl. My hatred for the past isn't really for the football team. I can recognize that they are a very talented group of cheaters. Oh, wait. She said team. Sorry. Very talented team. Team. Got it. Uh, the hatred is really for the fans. They are the most obnoxious fans in the world, and their irrationality knows no bounds. Let me give you an example. This past week, New England, and in particular Boston, suffered two snowstorms. Boston's has been awful. Streets covered in snow and ice, sidewalks are non-existent, and the bus stops have not been cleared. Because of all that freezing temperatures and the aging transit system, the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority, a.k.a. the MBTA or the T, has not been fully operational. 
most people who live in boston area who normally have 15 minute commutes to work and or school end up having two to three hour commutes so when it came to the pat's parade the best the mayor of boston could do was postpone the parade from tuesday to wednesday when asked by several reporters why the parade couldn't happen on saturday the mayor said the players will be on vacation and in addition to that while the t is having record day record record delays in service and is not expected to be fully operational until Monday, February 9th, the mayor urges out-of-towners to take the tea to the parade. And you guessed it, the only areas of snow that were cleared out for the streets and sidewalks of the parade route. Um, wow, and the rest of this day, like, fuck the rest of the city. Meanwhile, there are school kids waiting for buses in the middle of the street because the snow and ice hasn't been cleared from the stop. See, pe- see pictures for the state and for the bus stops and streets not on the parade route were left in. I also, I'd like to add that all the news outlets up here only mention Malcolm Brown once for that game-saving interception. Everything else has been about time terrific. The dude won the game for you, and all you got, he got was that stupid truck. Get that guy a contract. Anyway, thanks, y'all, again for all the great content this week and last. By the way, James David Manning needs his own segment, Sean. Everybody wants him to get his own segment. <laughs> Y'all love that James Manning boy. Crazy ass dude. <laughs> um, episode 879, Chipotle Chick. Uh, I think it's from my mom. Uh, Dear Rod and Karen, I laughed so hard I almost hurt myself. Rod, you know better. You better stop interrupting Karen when her vagina lips are flapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. She going to strangle you with her fallopian tubes. <laughs> Let her speak because Americans are stupid and parents are dumb was the best quote ever. Loved it and loved the show, Judy. Thank you. Uh, that, yeah, that might be my mom. I can't remember if that's her new email Another address or not. Because I think she changed it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Manning Bars from Terry. Uh, good morning, Dr. Reverend Man. Oh, by the way, my mom did text me and told me that. You remember that um, fucking um, politician, the libertarian who was against washing hands and he thought the market would determine the people should wash their hands or not at restaurants mm-hmm. yeah um you, you ever heard of typhoid mary Mm-mm. yeah uh typhoid mary um is somebody that is known for uh this disease that spread uh let's see uh here it is mary mallon september 23rd 1869 through november 11 1938 better known as typhoid mary she was the first person in the United States identified as an asymptic, uh, a symptomatic carrier of the pathogen associated with typhoid fever. She was presumed to have effect- infected 51 people, three of whom died over the course of her career as a cook. She was twice oh. forcibly iso- isolated by public health authorities and died after a total of nearly three decades in isolation. Mary Mallon was born in 1869 in Ireland. She immigrated from Ireland to the United States. She lived with her aunt and uncle for a time and later worked as a cook for affluent families. From nineteen from 1900 to 1907, she worked as a cook in the New York City area for seven different families. Uh, in 1900, she worked in Mamaronic, New York, where within two weeks of her employer, residents developed typhoid fever. 1901, she moved to Manhattan, where members of the family for whom she worked developed fevers and diarrhea, and the laundress died. Mallon then went to work for a lawyer. She left after seven of the eight people in the household became ill. 1906, she became, she took a position. Is, was it just her presence or something about her that caused people to get sick? 
Uh, we'll get to it. Okay, okay. She took a position at Oyster Bay, Long Island, and within two weeks, 10 of 11 family members were hospitalized with typhoid. She oh. changed jobs again, and similar occurrences happened in three more households. She worked as a cook for the family of a wealthy New York banker, Charles Henry Warren. When the Warrens rented a house at Oyster Bay for summer of 1906, Madeline went along too. From August 27th to September 3rd, six of the 11 people in the house in the family came out with typhoid fever. The disease at the time was unusual in Oyster Bay, according to three medical doctors who practiced there. She was subsequently hired by other families and outbreaks followed her. Investigation. In late 1906, one family hired a typhoid researcher named George Sopper to investigate. Sopper published the results in the Journal of American Medical Association. He believed Malin might have been the source of the outbreak, he wrote, if it was found that the family changed cooks on August 4th, and this was about three weeks before the typhoid epidemic broke out. She remained in the family only a short time, leaving about three weeks after the outbreak occurred. The cook was described as an Irish woman about 40 years of age, tall, heavy, and single. She seemed to be in perfect health. Uh, they discovered the female Irish cook who fit the physical description he was given was involved in all the outbreaks. He was unable to locate her because gen- she generally left after an outbreak began without giving a forwarding address. Sopper learned of an active outbreak in a penthouse and discovered Malin was a cook. Two of the uh, household servants were hospitalized and the daughter of the family died of typhoid. When Sopper approached Malin about her possible role in spreading typhoid, she adamantly rejected his request for urine and stool samples. Since Malin refused to give samples, he decided to compile a five-year history of her employment. Sopper found that of the eight families that hired Malin as a cook, members of seven claimed they had contacted typhoid fever. On his next visit, he brought another doctor with him, but again was turned away. During a later accounting, Malin herself was hospitalized. He told her he would write a book and give her all the royalties. She angrily rejected his proposal and locked herself in a bathroom until he left. She knew she was dirty. Uh, she got quarantined in 1907 and 1910. Um, so, uh, Sarah Josephine Baker, uh, from the New York city health department went to talk to her. Baker stated by the time she was convinced that the law was only persecuting her when she had done nothing wrong. A few days later, Baker arrived at Malin's workplace with several police officers took her into custody. Mary attracted so much media attention that in 1908, an issue of journal of American metal association, she was called Typhoid Mary. Later in textbook that defined typhoid fever, she was called Typhoid Mary with a capital T. Uh, Malin admitted poor hygiene, saying she did not understand the purpose of hand washing because she did not pose a risk. Oh! Bye, y'all. In prison, she was forced to get stool samples and urine samples, Doctors found a significant nidus of typhoid bacteria in her gallbladder. Authorities suggested removing her gallbladder, but she refused, and she did not believe she carried the disease. So they told her, you got this disease. She was like, I don't believe it. She was also unwilling to cease working as a cook. This bitch. Are you serious? Uh, Every way you cook. Everybody you cook for gets sick and or or dies, and you you up here like, it ain't me. Because you don't wash your motherfucker. Washing your hands would eliminate this issue. Right. I don't see why I got... She literally think her shit don't stink. I don't see why I got to wash my hands. I don't see why I can't be a cook. I don't see why y'all need to take my gallbladder out. What's the problem? Uh, the New York City Health Inspector determined her to be a carrier. 
she was isolated for three years at a clinic located in North Brother Allen. Eventually, uh, Eugene H. Porter, the state commissioner of health, decided that disease carriers should no longer be kept in isolation and that Malin could be free as long as she agreed to stop working as a cook and take reasonable steps to, trans- to stop transmitting typhoid to others. On February 9th, 1910, she agreed that she was prepared to change her occupation and would be, and would give assurance by affidavit that she would, upon her release, take such hygienic precautions as would protect those who she came in contact with from infection. Uh, she was released from quarantine and returned to the mainland. Uh, upon her release, she was given a job as a laundress. She was paid less than cooking. She soon changed her name to Mary Brown and returned to cooking. Nigga, what? And people started getting sick again, right? For the next five years, she worked in a number of kitchens. Wherever she worked, there were outbreaks of typhoid. Of course. However, she changed jobs frequently, and Sopper was unable to find her in 1915. She started another major outbreak, this time at Sloan Hospital for Women in New York City. 25 people were infected and two died. She again left, but the police were able to find and arrest her when she brought food to a friend. Man, I know that friend's happy. I just bought you some soup. Put the soup down, bitch. Get on the ground. Right. Put the mashed potatoes down with that gravy, bitch. I have to shoot. Right. Like a Batman villain. Right. After arresting her, public health authorities returned her to quarantine on North Brother Island in March 27, 1915. She was still unwilling to give her to have a gallbladder removed. She remained confined for the remainder of her life. She became a minor celebrity and was occasionally interviewed by the media. They were told not to accept even water from her. Later, she was allowed to work as a technician inside the laboratory washing bottles. She spent the rest of her life in quarantine at Riverside Hospital. Six years before her death, she was paralyzed by a stroke. She died of pneumonia at age 69. An autopsy found evidence of typhoid bacteria in her gallbladder. Madeline's body was cremated. Her ashes were burned. Good. Get rid of that shit. And now she, if she removed her gallbladder, it ended the whole issue. And she was like, fuck that, huh? Yeah. Yep. And these these some of these same dumbasses just like, you know what? Fuck a vaccination. Yep. She was asymptomatic, so she never showed any disease, like any signs of being sick herself. But uh yeah, so when that dumbass is like, uh, don't worry about washing your hands, the market will take care of it. Fuck you. I mean, I don't want to die because you you don't want the, the government telling you to wash your right, hands. Right, telling people to stop going to the restaurant. Yeah, because yeah. they did. Right. Well, when people start dying, the market will correct itself. Fuck you. Um, all right. So Terry says, uh, Manning bars. Good morning, Dr. Reverend Manning and First Lady Karen Manning. <laughs> I have a bunch of things to touch on, so I'll try to keep it short. First off, you said you forgot if I'm a man or a woman. I'm a man. I think Terry W. is a woman. It's cool. I have a unisex name. I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like two or three Terrys that fuck with it the show. Is. And I've. I just don't be wanting to fuck y'all up, man, honestly. Yeah, so it's nothing personal. Uh, so Terry asked for semen. That's how I remember this. <laughs> Terry W. for woman. Uh, I nominate your impression of Dr. Reverend Manning for funniest impression. Uh, it really, uh, doesn't really matter what minute mark. I work, I was at work when I heard you channel your inner Dr. Manning rod. I couldn't get through it. Had to turn it off and switch to something else. <laughs> The urge to bust out in uproarious laughter was too strong. There's a lot of laughter and noise in the office where I work now, but my laughter would have been too much, man. I never heard Karen laugh so hard, and that set me over the edge. I already know I definitely won't be able to listen to your podcast at my new job. I'm starting in a few weeks. Much more quiet over there. 
the good news is it's in Fort Lauderdale instead of Miami, so that saves me a lot on gas money. Not to mention the higher concentration of Miami shit, bums ask for 50 cents, higher crime rate, etc. At least they have the right idea, though. They know no one is giving them a dollar, so they always ask for something under a dollar. The new job is also paying more, so I plan to go premium soon. Yeah, I know everyone says that. For real, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ron, I lost it when you said maybe God thinks Russell Wilson is a nigger. But the black QB agenda still carries on. Russell is the safe one. I'm rooting hard for Cam Newton to make it. They won't like that. I hope Jameis Winston goes to a good team with a good GM so they can build a good team around him. The schism against Jameis will be at fever, a fever pitch. I'm late on this subject, but Karen, I'm on your side. Samoa's over everything. Yes. Thin mints are okay, but Samoa's or Alf cookies, as my dad calls them, are the best. Who cares that Thin Mints have the most sales? CBS also always says they have the shows that are what that are the most watched. Does that make them the best? Do you give a fuck about any sitcom on CBS? Nope. Subpar things like Thin Mints, for example, are sometimes <laughs> more popular. I can't explain it. If you can't admit that Samoas are the best, you're clearly a terrorist. Who doesn't like coconut? Peace, Terry in Florida. First of all, I hate coconut. <laughs> Second of all, um, what I think you got to recognize is that uh, the number one rated show on TV right now is The Walking Dead. And we all know that's the shit. And that's the, that's the thing that's the TV. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> that's it for all the emails and everything for today, um, I believe. Uh, yeah. And so we'll be back uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, so we'll see you guys then. Um, until then, go Tar Heels, beat Louisville. Thank you to the chat room, everybody that showed up. Mm -hmm. Thank and, you, everybody. Uh, yeah, and I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.